happiest place on fucking earth. Happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. The moment has arrived to welcome the world to Euro Disney. Your attention, please. <laughs> Santa Fe and Disneyland passenger train, E.P. Ripley, now loading on track number one for a trip around Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom. All aboard. Spare Time contains themes and subjects that may not be suitable for everyone listening. If you're easily offended, we suggest you get your podcast on elsewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners all around the world, welcome to a brand new edition, a special edition, a magical edition, if you will of your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. That's right, Legend of My Spare Time is back right here on the IHOP Network. It's your boy Matt Lees right here. Now, based on the topic this week, I mentioned it to just Johnny, and I don't want to throw him under the bus like he accused me that I was going to do. Uh, but it was something about he'd rather shit down his own throat. Now, that's, that's only regarding the topic, I assure you, but... I'm happy to do it anyway. Fuck that guy. We have an extra special guest, a super special guest, somebody we all know October is 10 years since we started this fucking podcast, and I can still talk for eight minutes in the intro, um, apparently, but um, from like episode, I think we're, we're talking like four or five was this guy's first appearance. He's now near and dear to my heart. I consider him part of the family. He'd be welcome in my home. I don't say that to many of you dirtbags. He's one of them. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good friend. And if if it's your first time hearing him, soon to be yours, JJ motherfucking Hawkins. Welcome back to Legend in My Spare Time, baby. I am the king of the dirt bags. Hey, you sh- you're, you know, you're the king of the dirt because we can't be teenage dirt bags anymore. We just have to be dirt bags. Although I, I did just while you were doing that intro, I thought, huh, Dave K came back on the 10th anniversary. Now I'm coming back. That's right. Uh, I can I? Uh, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to throw shade at anybody. Never mind. Let's go. All right. You're going to because we said this was going to be a happy, positive episode. It's going right? to be a happy episode. Yes. Yeah. No, I was going to take a moment to make fun of one of your podcast uh, co-hosts that was not my favorite, but I'm not going to do that because this is a magical, happy episode. That's right. Now, next time we get together, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do the opposite of this week and do our negative. So the secret's kind of out. We're doing a top five this week but of personal experiences rather than, you know, movies or TV shows. Right. So, um, but first I wanted to ask you something. So to finish that thought, I'm sorry. Next time we're going to do the five negative things. This time we're doing our five favorite things. And we both promised to keep everything happy, fucking magical and fucking positive. Isn't that right? JJ. 
Yes. And also, I forgot to say real quick, uh, this is the first time I have been on your show since you've been on the IHOP network. So hello, IHOP. Yes, yes. Welcome to the International House of Occasional Retweets, because we don't do fuck else with this thing. It's just a Twitter account that none of us use, the IHOP Network. But no, seriously, I'm glad to be a part of it. They're a cool bunch of dudes. And like Nate told me when I was complaining about, why don't we do anything with this network sometimes, you know, he said, isn't it better to be on one than not be on one? And I was like, yeah, shut up, please. You know. Oh, yeah, um, no, I was I was jealous when I, you know, happy jealous, happy positive jealous when I found out that you were doing one. Uh, feel free to come over to the website of Doom and check out Mars Needs Podcast sometimes, which Definitely. we are. We just came back. So uh, if you want to find out where I've been for months and months and months, check that out, which yeah. we probably would have plugged at the end of the episode. But I'm going to get it out of the way now. Yeah, and definitely. let's talk happy. Now, longtime listeners, will be no, you'll be no stranger to our longtime friends. Like you mentioned, recently Dave K came back. Um, I, I was in the presence of the Rev Reverend Jeffrey Davies. Um, hey. You know, uh, we got to have a little cuddle. Uh, it was really, really wonderful. Uh, but again, we're gonna we're gonna talk our topic this week. So we don't want to get into the memoirs of my recent Canada trip because that'll take the whole time. And um, you know, that's what I have just Johnny for. Um, so I want to ask you a question. It's a quiz, okay? I got five. There's a I've got a top five list in front of me, and I want to see mm-hmm. if you can guess number five as I go through the first ones, okay? Okay. So what I'm looking for is the fir- fifth number five fifth most published comic book character in the world Mm. after spider-man batman spider-man wolverine and this person this character so again the first four is superman batman spider-man and wolverine who would you say is the fifth most published comic book character in the world jj hawkins I am going to pull something kind of out of my tuchus. Granted, I have a little bit of a heads up knowing what the actual top five that I wrote's about. Kayfabe, kayfabe. You have no idea what the list is. I have no idea. Come up on the spot. I have no idea. That's right. Okay. Well, I am going to then. I am going to assume uh, most comics published. I'm going to assume, uh, knowing that the heyday of comics was. Uh, was back in the day when things were getting published, you know, like Superman uh, comics and stuff were going over to uh, GIs and stuff. So I'm going to guess that it was around that era. And knowing uh, what I do know about comics, uh, I'm going to guess uh, Donald Duck. Well, you got it right on the head, my friend. I never doubted you for a second. Um, That's absolutely correct. Number five is my boy, Donald Duck. We've had our beef, me and Donald, you know what I mean? But we, we buried the beef and we moved on as homies. So, you know, that's correct. Fifth most, I wouldn't have guessed that. You know, it's 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 really cool. I love Donald Duck. He's my boy. If I, if I <coughs> you know, kayfabe uh, aside, even if I hadn't known, that would have been one of my top guesses. I probably would have guessed another superhero first. But I, Donald Duck would have been in my top ten just because I know that the old Carl Barks Donald Ducks are uh, a, a huge, huge, huge draw to a lot of people. Yeah. And I, who doesn't love an angry tubby little motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Can you do a Donald Duck voice? I can't. So I can make the sounds, but I can't speak. So the answer to your question actually is no. Um, yeah, just much like whenever I try to do a Chewbacca, I just sound like I'm gargling. Yeah, and I can kind of do him when he throws a temper tantrum, but it involves me shaking my head back and forth and kind of gives me a headache. So, you know, I'm not going to go there because, you know, I'm, I'm an old man these days. I'm fragile these days. <laughs> I, I will say, though, knowing the Donald Ducks, your your boy, I will say I, I think I have always been a goofy man myself. 
Well, Goofy is also, you know, on my on my good books. You know what I mean? So I got love for the, all of them. Those old Goofy cartoons where uh, it's like you're learning how to ski or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah. I and those. I know you'll know. I'm not going to try to make the sound and make a jerk out of myself. But I know when I mention a, an iconic, memorable sound that Goofy made for me, you'll know exactly what sound I'm referring to. And I'm sure all the yeah. listeners will, too. Well, I, it would either be a gosh or a yeah, the we both did it anyway. <laughs> anyway, so folks, that's the spoiler for you. Our top five list that we both uh, compiled is in regards to Disney and uh, the Disney parks. But more than that, we're going to compare our own experiences because we have both recently, ding in finger quotes, recently both been to Disney World, uh, Disneyland, myself near here in Paris, and yourself in California, the original. You know, the only park that Walt himself has ever been to. As the, uh, as the t-shirt I may have sent you said. That's right. That beautiful okay, t-shirt. Well, to quote the plaque that is over, uh, the entranceway to Disneyland in California. Uh, this podcast you, you listen to today, you enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow and fantasy. Beautiful. Or as it says at Disneyland Paris, I remember the first time I went there and it was years ago and Mickey spoke in French and I was like, yo, why the fuck is, oh, right. Cause we're in, oh man. Right. Cause you, for a second you kind of get stupid and forget that. Right. Because, well, yeah, because it's, uh, it's still main street USA. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, granted, in Main Street mm -hmm. USA and Anaheim, you're still going to hear people speaking French, and I kind of love that. But not as many speaking French, and certainly not uh, not uh, not Donald and Goofy and Mickey. Yeah, I mean, they speak. They only speak in like their shows and things, and in their choreographed things. But still, you know. uh, But there are some shows that I'll get into from mine where they do both English and French. So. Yeah, and I was about to say, and prepare for tangents today, people, because both Lizzie and I love uh, parks, and I don't think the top five is going to take a full podcast episode. I think we're going to tangent a bit. Yeah, yeah. We, if you look back in the history, we used to do some old. We used to do some episodes, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? So um, <laughs> take it, off the shoes. That's right. Come. That's right. I've already sent via text information to my wife about how to prepare dinner in case she gets hungry, because then she gets hangry, and that's not good for anyone. Uh, but here we are. We're going to talk Disney parks. I'm super stoked. We've been trying to do this for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Every time I come back from Disney, I try to do a, a recap with with just Johnny, uh, and he kind of like literally makes snoring noises on the other side to me. Um, so I don't really get to nerd out about it. Um, so, you know... Uh, we always talk Disney because we're both we're both park nerds. We're also musical nerds. That's another episode we keep threatening each other with. Uh, is a show about an episode about Broadway musicals because you know we've been known to send back and forth voice clips of us singing Broadway songs. Uh, yeah. Allegedly. Oh my God! If you haven't watched the, the si- quick sidetrack, if you haven't watched the uh, the clip on on uh, YouTube from the Tonys, the song uh, Hades Town, do it. Oh my God, it's beautiful. What show is it from? Hades Town. Hades Town. Okay, I'll check it out. Definitely. But yes, that's also our other nerddom, um, as well as Disney theme park. So um, some months ago, you messaged me and you said, I'm going to motherfucking Disneyland. Uh, and I was so excited. It was like I was going with you. So you were kind enough to send pictures to me because uh, I, I went, like I said, I went to the Paris one. So yeah, here we are. We wanted to talk. Now, I went uh, to Paris at Christmas time uh, and yours was 
summer, early spring, early spring. Yeah. And uh, again, very different parks before people come back, come at us with it. Uh, I made the comparison before that the Paris park is kind of like with a Jimmy on uh, and the American parks are kind of without a Jimmy on. So, (laughs) you know, we're never going to get like, I'm never going to be like, man, it's better than Walt Disney world because it isn't okay. It's the, it's the European version of Disneyland, but we have one that we can get to relatively cheaply. It's pretty close and it's kind of like our own little Disneyland. So fuck you people. Right. And I live on the West coast of the United States. So for me, that was kind of the same situation. I was there for, uh, I was there for three days and I, um, and I was, I took one day at uh, California adventure and then two days at uh, Disneyland proper. Awesome. Now for us, we have Disneyland park. Uh, so the uh, yeah Disneyland park, we also have uh, a Hollywood studios park. Um, but that's, that's, that's weak sauce overall. I mean, they have a lot of plans for it in the upcoming years, but as of now, to be honest, it's like a half a day park. Uh, there's not much going on, but you know, it's still, we're very grateful to have two of them, um, that we kind of can call our own, I guess we were there for five days, but you have, you buy five in the package, but with travel, you only really ever get to use three, uh, maybe four. Um, but not, not taking a shot, but you don't need more than that at Disneyland Paris at the time being anyway. Right now, you don't need that many days because by the last day, you're kind of just trotting around. It's a great park, but there's not overall a lot to do, you know? Yeah, I I probably could have spent more time there. Um, I remember when I told you, um, we're still going to keep things positive and everything, but I'm going to tell you uh, uh, the one stupid moment that if I did a worst five, this probably wouldn't be on it just because it was my own stupid fault. But I told you that I was going to confess to you when we recorded uh, a stupid thing that I did that I hadn't told you about. Yeah. Okay. So let me, let me go ahead and throw this out there right now. So, uh, this over the last year or so I've had, um, some trouble with my feet. Um, I believe they call it plantar flat, uh, plantar fasciitis. I think I'm saying that wrong, but whatever basically means that like the, the tendons in my, in my feet and stuff, uh, were upset with the fact that I was wearing shoes without quite enough support. And so it was making the bottoms of my feet hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very easy remedy. You put, you put, uh, insoles in your shoes and you get more padding and it goes away pretty quickly. Been pretty good. Uh, but because I knew I was going to be walking around at Disney a lot, mm-hmm. I went ahead and I bought a new pair of insoles. Cause I was like, you know, let's, let's make sure that the feet don't bother you at all when you're in Disney world or Disneyland. Yeah. Cause you're going to do a lot of walking folks. Right. So I, you know, I was testing out the new ones because again, you don't want to put these new ones in your shoes, uh, like the first day you go to the park, because what if they don't quite fit your feet? Right. So I put them in my work shoes and wore them for a couple of days. They were fine. Threw them in the sneakers I was going to wear to, uh, um, to, uh, Disneyland. And, uh, and so while I was at Disneyland, my feet I mean, I walk generally anyway, but for some reason at Disneyland, I even told you on the first day that I had a blister on my foot. Mm-hmm. Um, what yeah. I didn't tell you is that both of my feet, uh, the entire balls of my feet and some of my toes were blistered. Um, and it's, and it wasn't until I got home that I had the thought, wait a minute, were you wearing two pairs of insoles? In these sneakers, did you put the new insoles over the old insoles? Oh, no. So the entire time I was at the Disney parks, I was in a, a roughly a, sh- a size too small a shoe. Oh, dear. So although I could have spent more, probably more time at the Disney park, when I was done by the third day, uh, both of my feet were so messed up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> that horrible. I was, I was like, 
it wasn't horrible because I was, you know, I was out and about and it was great. But, uh, but when I told you that I had done something very stupid, that's what I was going to confess to is that the entire time I was there, I was wearing, a, a, <sighs> I've got size 14 feet. I've got big feet, but I was wearing little tiny shoes. Not your finest moment, sir, but Not a wonderful moment feet. for me. Yeah. But okay, so that's that's my stupid confession, and I'm just gonna. Uh, the only reason I say that is because I was gonna throw that in there as a as a little, uh, just a reminder every once in a while that every one of these wonderful memories that are wonderful, pretty much the whole time I was doing any of them, my feet hurt. Yeah, and if you're at Disneyland Paris, pretty much any time I'm doing these, um, you're probably cold, and wet. So there you go. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing, almost. You know, it's the same kind of pain, um, yeah. because you just put you put up with it because you're like I'm at fucking Disneyland and. I can deal with it. And then you get back to the hotel and you're like, what have I done? Uh, and then worse is always, of course, when you wake up the next morning and it's time to go again and your whole body's like, well, we're doing this again. <laughs> of course, in my case, I have to admit, I was like, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. I want to be there for rope drop. I never quite made it for rope drop. I think I was like five minutes late for rope, rope drop. And then one day I had early admission. And uh, so I was like, early admission, I'm going. Peter Pan. Yeah, which is a, uh, a a tremendous, tremendous ride. Um, and you you segueing, son of a bitch, you did it because Peter Pan is my number five, my friend. <laughs> I still got it, even you, after almost a year off. You sure do. Zing! You lobbed it up, and I just popped it up. Nice. I love that ride. So yeah, the Peter Pan ride is. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, again, I've done the Florida version and I've done, of course, the Paris one. We love it. It's had a recent repaint and touch up um, and just just a tremendous experience. And of course, um, even Tony Baxter himself. That's right. I just dropped the name of an Imagineer up in your ears. Uh, he said that the most important part is that very beginning, because as soon as you, the ride starts up, you hear Peter Pan say, ready, here we go. And you're like, I'm fucking with you, buddy. And if you're in line, you hear it as the, all the cars go and yeah. it just yeah, hype hype. What a tremendous ride. Um, uh, not, not, not big scale on the, on these new rides with their, all their fandangled 40 screens and shit, but, uh, uh, an old school original, you know? Um, and the one in, uh, the one in, uh, in Anaheim, uh, has recently gotten, I say recently, it's been in like the last five years or so got updated to be more like the ones at other parks, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, for a long time, uh, when you'd go into the first room of Peter Pan, yes, we're going to go that dorky. Um, when you go into the first room at Peter Pan, uh, the, um, all the kids, Wendy and the kids were, uh, sitting in their beds. Yeah. And they re but in other parks, uh, they would have it more active where Wendy and the kids were flying. Ah. and uh and there were sparkles and stuff so there was like the the fairy dust effect um which california just didn't have and they've they've updated it now so you get when you go in instead of just ha walking uh, instead of that first room just being this sort of stagnant like here are some mannequins of some things you remember yeah uh, there's an actual like vibrancy and motion which kind of really pulls you in right away yeah and that's what it's all that's the disney magic when you go to these parks as compared to just like a carnival ride, you know? Did you know what the early complaint of that ride was when it first came out was? Too scary? No. <laughs> uh, although it is fun because you are, uh, it is the only ride that um, 
especially uh, at opening day ride where you were floating over something like that. It originally hung from cables. Uh, now it's bars. And so you can't rock the, the ship, but you used to be able to rock back and forth in the ship. That's um, scary. I would have been the kid going, stop it. Me too. <laughs> um, but which is why, uh, if we'll, we'll probably get into it later, but I think one of your favorite rides is a ride that I don't know that I can handle, but we'll get there later. All right. Um, but yeah, Peter Pan is, uh, the track is up above you for you ride nerds right. as opposed now to traditional the, dark rides. Look and you sit in a, you sit in a boat. Um, but originally, even though you were in a boat, um, you were supposed to simulate the ride was supposed to be from the point of view of Peter Pan, which is why you were flying. And right. so Peter Pan did not appear in the ride. Right. Which is a, which is a downer for years. People would get off the ride and go, why do we see Peter Pan? We didn't even see Peter Pan on the ride. <laughs> what do you pay all this money for? <laughs> Where's Peter Pan? So then they, first they added him to, um, the ship where he was having a sword fight with, um, Hook. with, uh, with hook. Uh, and there's also uh, a hidden Mickey on big Ben. Right. <clears throat> I don't know if it's in the Paris one, but I, I think it's on all of them. But yeah, if you, if you look back at big Ben, uh, Mickey's in the face of big Ben, um, very small. And then the last thing that's fun, what was I about to say? Oh, is that at least in the Anaheim one, uh, when you would go over the mermaid lake, uh, they, uh, years ago, there was one redheaded mermaid that everybody was like, is that Ariel? And and when they re uh, painted the, the, the ride a couple years ago, they just went ahead and made it Ariel, which is beautiful. I love those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, the Paris edition. Anyway, it's kind of like pirate ships. You get in like a little mini pirate ship. Um, yeah. and then second star to the right and straight on till morning, Woo! a tremendous dark ride and it deserves to be higher, but you know, we're only doing five. So, uh, what would be your, your number five? So, cause I assume we're going to go five to one. At least I just did anyway. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, I have to admit, um, mine are not necessarily in ascending order. Um, because, um, I'm just not organized that way, but I'm for five to one. Yeah, sure. They are. <laughs> sure. My, mine too. I mean, I didn't really, you know, I didn't go into it that hard. I just put my, I'm going to say my favorite one last is kind of how I'm working it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I'll go this way. I, I just decided which was top, which was bottom. So, uh, what I will yeah, go, you at, did. <laughs> I will go as my number five, something I did as a, as a whim out of the California adventure show or the California adventure park. Uh, I, I was like, I, I kind of want to see what that was. I expected it to be sort of a people in costume musical review that would be interesting, but it turned out to be amazing. This could have easily been my top, my top choice. Uh, but it was the musical frozen. Nice. They do obviously like a, 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 a mini sized version of the musical. No, it's the whole damn show at the park, at the park. Whoa. You go into the theater. Uh, I can't remember the name of the theater, but it's right in the, the like Hollywood backlot area kind of thing. Uh, right near where all the Marvel stuff is. Yeah. And, uh, I got lucky. I didn't know that if you went to the first show of the day, it wasn't crowded, but if you go to any of the others, it's crowded. Uh, I just was like, Oh wow, they're about to have this. And I walked in, got a great seat right off the bat. Like I said, I expected it to be, you know, people with fake heads just kind of going, mm -hmm. uh, you know, let it go, let it go. 
but it turned out it was an actual stage adaptation of the entire show. Uh, it was not um, 100%. Uh, like when you go see uh, uh, Broadway Nerd coming out, if you go see like two versions of the same show, you're not going to see the same show every time because different actors put different spins on things. Yeah. Yeah. And that um, shows fully on Broadway, I think, or was so. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, so, you know, the Elsa and Anna were not the Elsa and Anna from the movie. They had their own thing going and it mm-hmm. was, uh, and like the, 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 the moose, uh, was, uh, was, um, uh, a puppet mm-hmm. and Olaf was a puppet and it was stunning. And they had at one point, uh, <laughs> it happened so fast that I legit didn't see it coming. Uh, when Elsa like loses it right before she like freezes everything, ice spikes just jut out of the stage. Cool. And I was like, I am going to pay attention to see where those came from. And then <laughs> you get lost in the show. And then you look around and you're like, fuck, where'd the ice spikes go? Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally that dude at theater shows too. And I'll be like, where the fuck, how the fuck do they do that? I, I seriously was just expecting uh, this just, you know, like I said, about 20 minutes of, oh yeah, this will be okay. It'll be fine. And it was a full two hour show that I was wrapped the Amazing. whole time. Amazing. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Cause they do it right. I mean, I'll save it for our musical episode one day, but Rachel and I saw the Aladdin Broadway show and mm. oh my goodness. But you talk about how they do that. There's a part, spoiler alert, if you're ever going to see the show, ladies and gentlemen, during that song, the genie is standing in one spot and then it's like, poof, and then he's in another spot. And I remember watching it going, what the fuck? Because yeah, again, when I saw, it happens so quick, right? That you're like, did they just, did I just, what? Yeah. When I saw, um, young Frankenstein on Broadway a couple years ago, it was, the show didn't do well, but I, I was in New York and got to go see it on Broadway. But there's a scene in the song, putting on the Ritz where Frankenstein's monster is doing this elaborate tap dance. And then he stops and gestures to his shadow. And then the shadow just starts dancing. And you realize the whole time there's been a guy like projected against a scrim that's been perfectly mirroring the guy in front. So you don't catch that. It's a fake no. shadow. Amazing. It's just, yeah. And you just, it's one of those things where you can't help, but you know, even though, even if you know theater magic and all that, and you know exactly how it's done, you're still like, <gasps> yeah, that's amazing. They, they, you marked out as it were. Uh, so marked out. And, and I marked out the whole time for this. For, I mean, I legit, I, I, I don't care. It's me and the, 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 the five-year-old girls. I don't care. I legit love the movie frozen. <laughs> um, I think that it is one of the best movie musicals that's come out in years. Um, there was one day uh, a couple of years ago when I was, when I was sick that my uh, girlfriend at the time uh, came home and caught me like covered in blankets and just sick as a dog watching frozen. And she was like, that's my tough guy. Yeah. That's right. Uh, uh, Rachel's come home to me watching uh, He-Man cartoons. Uh, so <laughs> similar situation. Uh, but yeah, Disney do li- do Broadway <clears throat> right, you know. Uh, and same with movies. I mean, they don't make many bad movies, right? So even if you're not into the specific story or the song gets on your nerves, they make good movies, man. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So our ne- my next one is going to be an experience that you can have at these parks, like the meet and greets. Cause okay. I used to be the guy that was like, no, I am not going to line up to meet a character. Um, 
But then, especially when you're at Disneyland Paris, because like we said, you get more time than we always end up with more time than we need. But again, it's just me and her. We don't have a group of kids that we have to feed and get on the rides with, et cetera. Right. So I know it's different for everyone. Um, but we got to the point where we're like, let's do everything then. So we decided to do some of the meet and greets and they're all fantastic, especially this one. It's located right next to star tours, uh, which did not make my list by the way. Um, and, um, it's a Darth Vader meet and greet, right? And, uh, you see the signs for this and you're kind of like, you're going to walk up to a, fi- a, 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 a 2d painted background. Some guy in a costume is going to look at the camera with you and you're going to walk away. Right. Wrong. So you're in the line and then immediately you're taken into like a small little Star Wars-esque building, like a hangar bay or something. It's, it's, it's small, but you're in there. There's music playing, um, you know, very, very, not music, but like atmosphere. So it sounds like a ship. You know, I'm a big sound guy, so I nerd out with that kind of stuff too. So there's like a low hum happening, which sounds like you're on a ship of some kind. And as you go around these winding little corners, getting louder and louder, you hear... And the breathing of Darth Vader just gets a little bit louder as you're getting closer and closer. Uh, and there's a you go around the next corner and there's a, a cast member, one of the employees, standing there kind of in front of these these doors, just kind of waiting. So now you're in this room with like maybe four of you, five of you. It's myself and Rachel in the front. And then immediately from around this door comes life-size motherfucking Darth Vader. And he just stares right at Rachel. And both of us were like... <gasps> Right? Because it's Darth Vader. So you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, and then he just puts out his hand and does like the, the the come here with his finger and makes us follow him into this room. Uh, and literally, uh, intimidatingly, makes tells us exactly where to stand. Um, and then as soon as the picture's over, briskly escorts us out of the room by just face-to-face walking towards Rachel while she backed out the door. While I'm taking selfies with the guy and there's a selfie of us where he kind of just glanced at me as and he kind of looked at my phone and I was like, I was legit intimidated because you go to these things and you accept the magic, right? You buy in and I'm like, oh, fuck, this Darth Vader. And when you get like, you get a photo for like 10 bucks and I'm now looking at the photo and I realize it was on my birthday because I got my birthday badge on. That's right. I went to city hall as an adult and went, yo, it's my birthday. I heard you give out badges, motherfuckers. And yes, they do. Uh, what a great experience. I highly recommend the, um, meet and greets. If you get the opportunity, I think maybe you might have one on your list too. I don't know. Um, well, I, I'm not to, to give away. Um, I it's funny because it was my next. Uh, I will go ahead and I will go ahead and give it. But I also have a Darth Vader story. But okay. I will go ahead and say that my meet and greet story, which was my next one, um, was right next to <laughs> right next to Darth Vader. Right. Because I am a big Star Wars guy, and although Darth Vader is one of the most interesting characters in film history, uh, my boy's always been Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is something. So my next one was a meet and greet with Chewbacca, and because I, I just have to admit, um, doesn't matter. I've sent Lee's a few of the photos from from this. Um, I was lucky enough that um, so if you go to the Anaheim parks uh, and pay an extra fee, you get free photos. Yeah, um, it's yeah. part of the like Fast Pass Max, and because I was going at an off time. Um, I got my max pass like half price or something like that. So it was like five bucks a day yeah, for yeah. like unlimited fast passes and, and like free photos and stuff. So I never, I didn't have my phone for all of these. I kept handing my phone off to somebody, but also they took the professional photos, yeah. which you go, go to the Disneyland app. 
Yeah, and if I'm if I may for a moment, it's totally worth it. Um, now it, it is. I don't want us to sound come off like all entitled or, or spoiled because we totally realize we did not go with families, and I know it's a totally different game. But if you can spring for things like FastPass and PhotoPass, it is totally worth it because he's right. He did send me the photos and they're fucking glorious. And I have and professionally taken ones and ones taken on my phone. And come on, there's no comparison. And yeah, and in and, and throwing that out there, what I'd like to say is also, you know, I grew up a poor kid and, uh, you know, and I lived in California for a little while and I went to Disney with my family. Um, and it was a, it was a, it was a completely different experience because just getting in is, is expensive. Totally. Yeah, man. You take sandwiches and you take drinks in your cooler bag, right? Totally. Yeah. Totally this get was, it. Um, this was, you know, a time where I did go completely by myself. Um, I, I took some money from, uh, from my, well, I took my entire, uh, income tax return and, uh, and and the tickets were cheap because it was an off time and because they were trying to get people in before star Wars land, uh, or galaxy's edge opened. Uh, so I got a lot of deals to incentivize me to go to the park. I got an insanely cheap hotel room. And so this was like the first time in my life that I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go to Disneyland and I'm going to do it right. It's the first time I never had eaten in any of the parks before. Yep. I'd never bought, I'd never had a, freaking churro i had never done i'd never had a dole whip any of those things that are supposed to be like the the if you watch any like disney blogs or anything they're like these are the things you have to do at disney i was like no you don't no you don't exactly (laughs) you just have to show up and even when i went uh in like the early 2000s when i was living in california again and and uh elizabeth and i went we were still we were we worked in the box office of a theater we didn't have any money right and so you, you, you buy your ticket and that's, that's what you do, you know, and there's yeah, yeah. water fountains all over the park and you survive. And then you just, you eat dinner when you get home that night. Totally. Like it's, it's managed, it's doable both ways. Right. Totally. So yeah, I, I, I am a hundred percent with you how I will, but yeah. And I also, I also, when I bought the, the max pass, which gets you the photos, um, if you've listened to me for any period of time, you also know that I'm not necessarily a big fan of photos of myself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not going to get any photos of myself. Um, <laughs> because Lisa and I were talking before I went, he, he had a couple of photos he wanted me to take. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll do that. Yeah. Um, you know, he specially requested that I take a, ride, a picture in front of a certain ride uh, and send it to him. So I did. Cause folks, uh, I'm, I, I'm not exaggerating. I'm a fucking Disney park nerd. Like, well, I think anybody who's listened to this far in the show know that we kind of both are. Yeah, I was literally, he he was at Disneyland, not me. And I'm at work being like, oh, shit, he's in line for this ride, I think. Right? So, <laughs> And I did literally text him and like, I'm going on this ride. Yeah. You know, I have a list of, of the first two days, the last day, not so much. But I actually have a list of like what I did, what I had for lunch, just because I was like, I want to remember this next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, the photos are totally worth it and they're beautiful of your meet and greet with Chewy. Yeah. So, so here, so yeah, uh, going back to it, uh, again, look, Chewy's my boy. And I was like, I, you know, I've never wanted to be at like a comic con or something and take a picture with a Chewy cosplayer. Even if the pictures are good, doesn't matter. Again, you're in the environment and Chewie walks around the corner and does the whole, pardon my gurgle here, but does the whole like, you know, and boom, my, my facade is gone. This is the Chewbacca that I have loved since I was a little kid. Of course it is. 
Um, Chewbacca. So I am, if, if there, if your listeners don't know what I look like, uh, I am six, two, I have long hair and I currently have a, a, a rather long beard. Yeah. Um, so Chewie, Chewie was taller than me. I was the same height as Darth Vader, but that's another thing entirely. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Chewie's taller than me, but he does this thing where he's like, uh, grabbing at the fur on his hair or on his head and like doing this whole, like, you know, like we look the same. Yeah. And I told him that I have, there have been people over the years who have also given me the nickname of Chewie. That had, that is something that has happened. Uh Um, (laughs) and, uh, so then Chewie gives me a hug and again, uh, I am, uh, five years old all of a sudden. Uh huh. And I find myself unable to not show Chewbacca my Millennium Falcon tattoo. Right. I don't know how. I don't know why. I know this is, I know in the back of my head, this is a dude in a costume who's getting paid, you know, $18 an hour or something to be in this hot, stuffy suit and doesn't care that the big, hairy dude has a Millennium Falcon tattoo. I get it. Show him my Millennium Falcon tattoo. And he gets all excited and gives me a huge hug. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, it's amazing. And, and I'm, and it really was, I, I still, I think about it and, and get happy. I just recently sent that photo, uh, you know, cause it's not uncommon with me and my friends to, to do the whole, like send somebody a, a hug or whatever. And so I sent Aaron a hug by sending him that Chewbacca photo of me and, uh, me and Chewbacca in, in one of the happiest photos I've ever taken in my life. Yeah. And it shows. And I mean, you sent it to me and my reaction was, dude, you met Chewie. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, and it was the best. I mean, and then I did after I met Chewie, I met uh, Darth Vader, and the the one thing I was going to say about the Darth Vader thing is there's two happy things about that, in the fact that the handler uh, for Darth Vader does did ask uh, if we were there to join the uh, <laughs> to join the Empire, and I had just met Chewbacca, so I was like, I'm sorry, I'm Rebel Scum, <laughs> and so when I met Darth Vader, uh, he did, you know, because if you pay attention, you can see he's got a belt. <laughs> with buttons that have certain phrases and stuff. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care either. I, I like the technical aspect of it. So I pay attention much like if the, the stormtroopers, if you watch them on YouTube, you, I think their speech pattern is to how they handle their hands. Mm-hmm. Cause they'll point and then they'll say things like, you know, stay here citizen or whatever. And then they'll do a different gesture and it'll say something else. So I think it's their hands with Darth Vader. It's definitely his belt. Yeah. But uh, Darth Vader, you know, walks up to me and goes, your rebel sympathies are well known. That's awesome. <laughs> and it was, and uh, I do have a photo that, um, that my buddy Jason, uh, my co-host and buddy Jason is really, was really taken by because, uh, it caught me giving <laughs> Darth Vader the, the stink eye, the side eye. Yeah. You sent it to me too, I believe. And, uh, in that particular photo, Darth Vader, I think does a couple of things to make him look taller when he, when you get like the face to face photo, but, but when we were in that, in that side eye photo, I am clearly looking him dead in the eye. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so Jason was like, yeah, that's how you treat Darth Vader. Don't give him any respect. He's just a dude. That's right. He ain't shit. Um, but the other thing I was going to say that I did think was pretty awesome was this little kid, uh, who was ahead of me in line who had, couldn't have been more than, I mean, I'm real bad with kid ages, but this kid was like knee high. So like what? three 18 top. compared to you <laughs> yeah. um but uh but you know could talk and run around and all of that but still very very short and you know hair and little pigtails and stuff 
And uh, so <laughs> the, the, the officer comes up and he was like, are you here to join the rebel empire? She's like, yes. <laughs> like, what job are you looking for? TIE fighter pilot. <laughs> nice. And so, uh, and she just goes through that the whole way. And then when Darth Vader shows up, she just immediately hugs his leg. Like he's a giant teddy bear. Yeah. She, she for Darth Vader was the way I was with for Chewbacca just a minute ago. Yeah. I hope you got away from that kid as soon as you could after this. <laughs> I think she's going to end up being president. Yeah. I just realized also, you know, to prove my uh, sort of uh, addiction is nice. This was just something on my desk that, <laughs> just a little Chewbacca well, figure. That, I'm surrounded you know. by Disneyland stuff, literally. So, um, yeah, it's it, I've talked about it on the show before. It's not on my list because I've already told the story. But my thing with you know Scrooge McDuck, because uh, you said like, oh, it's just a dude in a suit. He doesn't care. But I showed Scrooge McDuck a gold coin, and boy, he went crazy. And that small little touch was like, oh man, that's so cool. Because mm-hmm. you just never forget that kind of stuff. It's unbelievable really does make your whole your whole trip i mean like i said the 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 fact that um that uh darth vader called me uh, a traitor and a spy yeah. i was like i love you darth yeah <laughs> but i'll whoop your ass because i'm on chewy's side you understand yeah don't get me wrong rebel scum all the way but also you're, you're pretty cool <laughs> it's kind of like when you like a heel in wrestling right oh yeah yeah uh now he's, he's definitely daniel bryan I, I told no, we're not going wrestling here because that's where we'll end up three hours from now. We're staying on task. However, I'm gonna call you back on that one later uh, because I totally disagree. But anyway, anyway, my next one on my list uh, is a show, um, and it's kind of like the show you thought you were gonna see. I think you know a bunch of heads kind of dancing around, but much more, much more fantastic than that. Mickey's Big Band Christmas. Ooh. So it's essentially kind of like a jazz big band review show hosted by Mickey Mouse, but with, but with legit, um, musicians, uh, and legit singers, um, rather than just kind of like the characters, the characters are in it. Don't get me wrong. And there's, they're a lot of fun, but the show is unbelievable. Mickey's big band Christmas, um, in the middle of which Mickey Mouse drops a drum solo because of course he does. Um, uh, but the actual musicianship, the actual song choices were really great. There's a moment where um, Mickey and Minnie kind of like share a, 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 a ballroom dance, kind of like, you know, under the twinkling lights to a slow song. Um, but Mickey, Minnie kind of leaves the stage and comes back in like a glittery dress. And this entire audience of kids and grown ass people went <gasps> when they saw Minnie's dress. And I was like, this is this is really cool. Yeah, because you know everyone was just like, "Look at her dress! What a what an unbelievable show!" If you're ever in any of the parks and you see that sort of that any version of Mickey's Big Bang Christmas, unbelievable, definitely worth a watch. I think like a 20 minute show, uh, but when it's cold and you're tired and you you sit in and see something really cool, uh, it's totally worth it. What an awesome show! That sounds amazing. I would have liked that. I did I did stop whenever I saw like musicians in the street and stuff. I would I would hang out and watch them. Um I, I, I went to a lot of those those little shows because those performers they they work they put so much into every show. They're working hard all yeah, day. Absolutely. And it's a great show. They're not just like like we were talking about like the carnival thing. It's not like this this little this little it's not a theme park, but this little amusement park rolled into town. What do they call them? Carnivals? Um, yeah. or fairs rolls into town and they also have a, a stage where they're going to sing. You know, it's nothing like that. These are incredibly professional shows. Uh, they're the Disney touch, right? The Disney magic. 
<laughs> it's not like some of the shows I did in my youth where uh, we would like open a bank and they would literally pull up like an, a, the, a flatbed 18 wheeler for you to perform on and you would do your little song and dance in front of like five people in a parking lot as mm-hmm. they would like. And now the fifth street five and dime is open. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> yeah. I've seen many, many of those shows and I've been in many, many of those shows. So many. Uh, I'd like to shout out at this point and apologize to my family and friends. Cause I've made you th- sit through a lot of those fucking things. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause there's nothing more exciting than like being in front of a bank that for the five people in the parking lot doing the whole, come on, baby, let the good times roll. <laughs> come on, baby. Let me feel your soul. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, so <laughs> what do you have next? Speaking of wonderful and magical. Okay. So this was actually a truly, uh, wonderful and magical day. Although I realize it sounds a little bit different, uh, than your experience. Cause you were saying something very similar to this as a negative, but for me, it was a huge positive and it was the, the, I, uh, I looked at the weather before I went to Anaheim. And I saw of the three days, the first day was supposed to be sunny. The second day was supposed to be a little rainy. And the third day was supposed to be sunny. I had originally planned on going Disneyland, California Adventure, Disneyland. Mm -hmm. But I saw that California Adventure uh, is the park that closes down the most on rainy days. Um, And I was like, well, I don't want to spend two days in California Adventure because it's not that kind of right. It's not it's not that big a park. It's not a two day park. (laughs) It's not a two day park. It's 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 a one day park. And I probably could have left before I did. Um, There's some they're building some stuff. It'll be bigger very soon. Um, And they're putting a bunch of of Marvel stuff in there. And it'll be a it'll be a park that will very much excite me soon. But as of right now, it's good, but it's not. Um, it's not everything for me. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I decided to go to that on the first day, but the second day when it was rainy was my first day in Disneyland. And if there's one thing that Californians do not like, it's rain. So that day at Disneyland had, um, maybe 25, maybe less uh, percent of the amount of people that were normally in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I waited more than, hmm, uh, I mean, even things that said it was a 10 minute ride. I still, or it was 10 minute wait. I still kind of walked right up to. Yeah. Um, and so that entire day is a magical experience for me because, you know, I know you said star tours didn't make your list. It didn't make my list either, but it's one of my favorite things on the planet since they've updated it. I rode star tours that day, like something like five times. Yeah. Like I totally love star tours. I don't want to come off. Like I don't, I love it, but it just didn't make my list for this conversation. Yeah. I, you know, pirates of the Caribbean. I rode like three times haunted mansion. I rode, you know, so many times that I could like recite it by the time I was done. I mean, there was literally nothing that, you know, there were a couple things that were closed, like the teacups and stuff like that. And I don't think I ended up riding the teacups because, teacups alone to me just felt kind of me not as exciting mm-hmm. you know teacups are something that you know you're supposed to both like grab the middle and make it spin for dear life <laughs> yeah and that's not either one of us that's not a good time for either one of us i don't think <laughs> it's okay but it's more fun when you got somebody else in there you know yeah. i don't know there's certain things that you know although going to the having the vacation by myself was was uh was good and healthy there just there are some times when you're like eh, that's a two-person thing. Yeah, I get it. Now, Pirates is my favorite ride of all time overall. 
Um, but I've talked about it so much that I didn't even put it on my list because it's kind of like assumed that's my favorite ride ever. You know what I mean? I have to admit, um, Pirates, I, I, I had gone to when I was a kid. Um, I had, and the last time I was at Disneyland was 2000. Oh, it was 2001. I know that because I had my tickets and found that it was like something like June 1st, 2001. I was like, oh, weird. We were at Disneyland like three months before the big September 11th attack. I bet you that was a weird place to be on September 11th. Just one of those weird thoughts that go through your head. But anyway, but at that time they were revamping uh, uh, Pirates, so it was closed. So I hadn't been to Pirates since I was a little kid. And I certainly hadn't been there since they added Johnny Depp all over the place, which is fine. I, I have no problem with that. I love those movies. I had forgotten how huge and epic um, I can't speak for other ones. I know that the the one in Anaheim is like something like six minutes longer than the one in Paris. Right. But I'd forgotten that um, they do this great thing. Um, little talk about engineer or imagineering here is you're riding along and the whole like dead men tell no tales. And it's, it's cool. There's a little, you know, it's dark vignettes and stuff and it's cool. And then you go down and when you go down, it opens up the ability to build entire, I mean, force perspective and stuff. Of course, it's not quite as big as you think it is, but there are whole pirate ships and right. whole cityscapes. And I just had forgotten the entire scale of it. Yeah. I, I literally could not ride pirates enough because I was like, this is so much better than I remembered. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a wonderful, and, and it's warm for the Paris side of things. <laughs> okay. Uh, in, uh, in California, it was cool, but you know, everything, <laughs> you want to cool everything in California. Yeah. Um, okay. So my next one is a ride and an experience that's being had on said ride. So I'm double dipping on this one a little bit, but okay. it's the one I think you alluded to earlier. It's the motherfucking tower of terror. <laughs> yep. Now, Right in front of me here, I have pictures of myself and my wife from two years in a row, because uh, I buy the I, I have to buy the photo every time, um, because you know the first experience we go on, uh, I, both pictures by the way, I'm throwing up the two sweet, uh, and Rachel's screaming her head off. Wonderful pictures. Are we still together? Yeah. Did you say something? Sorry. Nope. I was quiet for a second because oh. I was I was letting you tell your story. All right. So. This one time when we're on Tower of Terror. Now, you know, I, I, I love the ride, but I'm not a brave man by any means. So I am kind of like eyes forward and kind of pay attention kind of thing on these rides. Um, but off of my peripheral to the, to the front right of this ride, I hear a woman screaming her head off. And I'm talking like hands flapping in front of her ah, 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 the entire time, which kind of makes you laugh a little bit, right? Because... This person is freaking the fuck out, right? Yep. Uh, and of course, Rachel next to me is also screaming, but not as much as this other person. So anyway, the ride finishes. It's amazing. And as we walk out, uh, I see said screaming person to the steps below me and in front of me. Uh, and it is not, as I assumed, a woman, but a grown ass man who was making this high-pitched, unbelievable scream. I mean, good for him for embracing it and having fun, you know? Um, but 
I couldn't help but laugh when I saw him because he was so dramatic. He was fanning himself and all his friends behind me were pointing and laughing at him. Uh, so I figured it was okay to kind of have a chuckle as I walked by him. Um, an amazing ride. And then as you go around the corner, I see the picture of myself and Rachel. And the first thing I said was, that's amazing. I'm buying it. Um, Cause it's full on like her hair is flying around and she's screaming her head. Out. It's awesome. What a great ride. Definitely makes my list. Um, Amazing. Now, of course, a lot smaller scale for the Paris one. It's just an up and down thing. It's not an in and around thing like the other the other parks. But a great oh, ride. So it doesn't have the the. See, part of what part of what gets me about Tower of Terror. Again, we're going to go into a little imagineering here. So in Tower of Terror, you go up in an elevator. This is the this is the uh, Florida ride now because it's not this in Anaheim anymore. But you go up in an elevator to the 13th floor of a hotel. Then you go on a uh, a wireless uh, dark ride. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A trackless wire. Uh, so they, there's literally a wire in the ground that the uh, that the car follows, and that's when you go through the haunted floor of the hotel. At which point you then get back to an elevator shaft. I assume this part I don't know, and then it drops you for dear life. Um, okay. You kind of, you, you get in the, at the back of the ride, essentially it lifts you up, takes you to the show building and then drops you, uh, at the front of the building. Uh, okay. Uh, but do you have in Paris, does it have the going through the 13th floor? No. Like you go to the 13th floor, you kind of open up a couple of times and see a bit of a show, uh, like on some screens. Uh, but no, you definitely do not move around. It is just up and down. Now they do randomize the, the pattern. Um, mm-hmm. and something I noticed on the last time we went that never happened to us before was instead of going up, uh, initially we dropped initially. Mm-hmm. So it was a little different that way. Really cool. But yeah, none of that in and about stuff that they do in the, the wonderful Florida ride. It's still okay. really cool, but you do miss out on that really cool experience of all the 3d projections and the weird lighting that's going on around you. So that's probably a little bit closer to something I'll mention soon. Um, but, uh, okay. Cause I, 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 I don't like getting dropped. I don't. Um, I remember years ago going to a park called, uh, six flags over Georgia and getting talked by, uh, talked into a friend, uh, by going in the, whatever they called their drop ride. And this dude was like, don't worry about it. Uh, It happens so fast. You don't even have time to scream. Um, I was hoarse at the bottom. I was so scared. I don't like heights and I don't like getting dropped. Um, and the thing about the, the Disney drops is you're not actually getting dropped. Now the one in the six flags, you could actually hear it release and then you would fall down a track. Um, it is the one in Disney was designed. And for some reason I find this a little comforting. Actually, it was designed by the creator of the elevator right. and believe it or not, the elevator is one of the safest inventions known to mankind. Uh, it has so many fail safes that, that people just don't die in elevators. They're very, very safe. Uh, forget what you've seen in action movies. Yeah, totally. Um, so I found that kind of safe. I, or I found that kind of comforting. I also found comforting when I found out, how the cars worked with the elevator. Obviously it's different in, uh, in Paris, but when you go on the wireless ride, what happens is it's not that the car you're in gets dropped. The car you're in goes into an elevator cage, clicks into place and then you drop. Exactly. Yeah. Again, that, that was somewhat comforting to me, but it pulls you down. 
So you fall faster and you were, you experience weightlessness. Yeah. And the only thing holding you in is this, <laughs> and this is, this is the, the fearful part of me is the only thing holding you in is a little seatbelt. Yeah. That you've checked, you know, it works. It's Disney fucking thing is meant to hold probably way bigger than you are. I'm a large man <laughs> and I don't like experiencing weightlessness while fall, falling and all. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but that, that's the fun part, right? And you're not going to float to the ceiling or anything, are you? Uh, you know, you just have that fear that it's just going to go click and then you're just going <laughs> to be at the top and then you're just going to do the whole bounce bounce. I don't know. It's not, it's not a rational fear. I know. I know. But here, hear me out here. If that did happen, you know, Lord forbid, I think you'd come through it and you'd probably be pretty rich. I'm just saying. Um, and there's that. There but, is that. Anyway. Um, but still it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's something that if I were to, uh, if I were to write it, not knowing what it is, it would scare the hell out of me. But knowing what it is, is probably way worse. Yeah. It's a good point. Cause you know what you're thinking about it the whole time. Right. Um, much like my next one, which I will throw in there. We are segueing motherfuckers. Yeah, well, I was actually going to keep this one to last, but I will keep. I will use this as a segue just because, uh, just because it works. Um, which means my last one's not necessarily one you is a capper, but I'm I'm going to throw it in there as a capper because uh, why not? Um, uh, so the uh, so the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which is the California Adventures. Uh, I uh, which would be my next one, um, and part of the reason it's my next one is because uh, as. Uh, as much as we were talking Star Wars earlier, I am probably a bigger uh, Marvel nerd even than a Star Wars nerd. And I'm a massive Star Wars nerd. Mm -hmm. So the ability to to go into a Disney quality theme park environment like that, much like we were talking about, even the meet and greet, you get like the, the spaceship hum and all mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. Um, so in order... When you get even when you get in line at uh, at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Breakout, I think it is. Uh, you're 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 already, um, you know, there's like this big uh, statue of Benicio del Toro as the collector, and you know there's wanted posters up for Mantis, and you know you immediately you're like, oh, this is fun because it's it's set in the MCU. Um, depending on when you get in the line, I just happened to have been getting, get into the, like the building, uh, where they were showing the screen at just the right time and caught the Stan Lee cameo, which is kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And, in the, and in the, there's in the collectors, uh, like waiting area while you're, you're like weaving through the line to get to the elevator. It's filled with, uh, movie paraphernalia, but also, uh, if you're, um, if you're a Marvel nerd, there's like some deep Marvel cuts in there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like, uh, a cocoon, uh, that they kind of put into the end of guardians of the galaxy Two. Um, although they, they movied it up a bit. I think this was done before. I think the main building was done before guardians Two, but it, it's the cocoon that if you, you know, it's what Adam Warlock pops out of, which he's probably going to pop out of in the next guardians movie. Uh, and just little things like that. There was a, um, um, I'm a big Beta Ray Bill fan, and there was a copy of of uh, Stormbreaker in there. Not the Stormbreaker from the films, but Stormbreaker from the comics. 
Uh, and so that kind of stuff just was really exciting to me. So to be in a, and then you go into the, the, the lobby before you go into the elevator thing and there's a, a rocket animatronic and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I've seen video. The rocket animatronic looks awesome. The, the ride, I'll admit, kind of scared the bejesus out of me <laughs> because the whole premise is that you are in a, a lift that rocket takes, uh, is taking, uh, uh, control of and so you, you go up and then you see a, a vignette and then he drops you and then you <laughs> and then you, you go back up and you see a vignette and he drops you and you just you get thrown all over the place and at one point you go up and uh, depending on which one you're in it opens up and he'll say something like is that Disneyland that's that's great or whatever mm-hmm. and then you, that's when the big drop happens um, uh, but uh, so yeah I, you know I uh, the picture I have of me, I sent to Matt. Uh, my eyes are closed. It's, um, it's also glorious. My hair is is looking quite big, uh, and my eyes are closed. I've got a grin on my face. Yeah, eyes are closed, and I don't. I can't honestly tell you if it was just they caught me in a blink, or if I closed my eyes because we were dropping it. I <laughs> felt a little safer. I can't I tell think, you. Exactly. I think you probably closed your eyes. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that. But we, yeah. It's, it's, you know, I think, I think that is probably the truth as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to the other photo I sent you of where, where, uh, I was dropping on, I can't remember the name of the, the, oh, Splash Mountain. Uh, <laughs> when they caught the moment of when I realized that they put that camera there perfectly because it's right at the moment when you realize how steep the drop is. <laughs> yeah. And you could actually see my mouth forming the words, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter how many kids are in front of you. That's when you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. When you are at the top of that, it looks like it's straight down. I know it's not, but it's blurries. It's steep. That's how um, they get you. Yeah. Cause you're in there going zippity doo da zippity. <laughs> Dead. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> it's weird. They but, built a ride based on a racist movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but the whole thing of that was, you know, and the thing, even, even as, you know, I may have had my eyes clo- closed when, while dropping for safety. Cause somehow that helped. Um, the, uh, but you know, when you'd come to a stop and the doors would open and you see the, the animatronics and stuff again, you were, it was, it was Disney or excuse me. It was, it was Marvel themed and it was something I had not seen before. And it was amazing. Definitely. And I, uh, and there, again, much like you were saying of Tower and Terror, it's randomized. Uh, there are like, I think there's seven different patterns that are all set to different songs. Uh, for the record, I got Pan- Pat Benatar's Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Nice. And so, uh, you know, it's not a song you hear all the time, but now when I hear Hit Me With Your Best Shot, I'm like, Disney, I was scared the last time I heard this song. <laughs> yeah. I feel a little scared when I hear it now. Uh, yeah. And I'll admit, you know, it was intimidating enough that, you know, when I looked at it later and I was like, I could probably ride, I should probably ride that again. It is an amazing theme. And then you look it up and you're like, ah, half hour. Ooh, that's a long wait. Right. It's totally not a long wait. Um, it's not fear. It's, ooh, that's a long wait. I could go do something else. Rump, 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 rump. But what doesn't help is that when you're in the park, the doors open randomly. You just hear people screaming. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help when you don't want to do it. <laughs> now for my for my highlight or my main event one of the coolest things i've ever experienced at a disney park that's quite the intro um is a show called mickey and the magician 
I like the name. Oh my goodness. Now this is one of the shows that's ha- half in French and half in English. Um, but so basically the premise is the show opens on an incredible set of which, what, what looks like a, an old Paris, you know, like an old Paris loft apartment, you know, uh, with the, with the windows on the, on the ceiling and, uh, there's great old furniture around. There's an old, um, what's the old record players, you know, those things. There's one of those things there. A parlophone. Is that what they call it? Anyway, mm-hmm. it's basically, it's a magician's, it's a magician's room. Okay. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the show, the magician is talking to Mickey and, uh, the way it works is the magician speaks in French, but Mickey speaks back in English. So you do kind of get what's going on with the story. So basically the magician's leaving and he says, Mickey sweep the floor, clean up in here, but don't cause any trouble. Oh, so it's like the, 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 the Fantasia's short a little bit. Yeah. Then okay. immediately now, now again, I can't stress how, because we're both theater nerds too. The set is beautiful. Like it's such an incredible set and you quickly start to realize that the room is full of things like a really decorative bird cage or a Sphinx statue in the corner. Right. And you immediately start thinking some shit's going to go down here because Mickey's going to cause some trouble. And boy, does Mickey cause some trouble. So essentially I don't remember exactly how it works, but he ends up knocking something over, of course, uh, which unleashes Tinkerbell. Now, when I say Tinkerbell on the stage in front of you from the cage floats a glowing light, which is of course Tinkerbell, floats through the stage and then goes through something that's on the stage, like under a table and back out again. And then floats off to the other side of the stage and just sits there. And that's one of those moments where I was like, what the fuck? How in what? So now you're distracted for five minutes because you're staring at this Tinkerbell light going, but it came out from over there. It went under the table and came back up there. Well, how did they do that? Right? Right. Incredible. Mickey ends up accidentally doing a bunch of magic tricks, which are really, really cool. All those touches of Disney magic. Um, what an incredible show. And then at the end of it, he kind of has to clean everything up because the magician's coming, you know? Um, and then by the end of that, he gets right back to the end, gets back to sweeping the floor. And the magician just says something like, didn't you finish that floor yet? <laughs> but what what an amazing show i think there is a full presentation of it on youtube again you're not going to get the full tree out of it but like uh the fairy godmother shows up at one point like it's just such a cool experience uh the genie shows up at one point from aladdin um because the because of course the lamp's there right um what a show mickey and the magician one of the coolest things i've ever done uh at any disney park or any show really unbelievable like a 20 minute half hour show very hard to get into, but totally worth the work you had to put in to get in. Oh yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. And before I get to my number five, I do have a, a couple of quick honorable mentions. Yep. I do too. Um, just because they're actually, I didn't write these down. These are just things that I've, as we've talked, I'm like, oh, I should have made the list. But, uh, what you just reminded me of was world of color, which is the evening show at uh, California adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes forever. You can, you can get tickets for it earlier in the day, but even with those tickets, you still have to wait forever. And then if you don't time where you stand properly, uh, or in my case, I thought I did. And then somebody put a kid on their shoulder and at first you get real mad and then you're like, what kid have fucking Disney? <laughs> no, fuck that. You paid your money too. I get that. That, but kid, pro- that kid probably didn't even pay to get in. No, I get that. No, I totally get that. But uh, it, oh, uh, just okay. There we go. I knocked out my ears for a second. But um, but I also was like, you know, yeah, I would prefer a better seat. But by the same token, you know, let the kid 
have their magical moment and they were really into it. And I, you know, so I, I could lean to the left or right, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, you and I have talked about it before about, you know, I, I get it. I, I don't necessarily feel like if I go to a concert and somebody short gets behind me, I owe them anything because I was there first. Um, but in this particular case, uh, because it was Disney and because, uh, because of all of that, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll lean to the left or right. It just means that I didn't quite get the, the perfect view of world of color that I wanted. But anyway, what it is, is they have, um, they play a montage of songs and over mist. Yeah. And so when the mist hits, they, they just, they like project, uh, films on it and like the, the mist changes colors and stuff. And it really is, uh, it just, it's again, engineering amazing. Yeah. And, you know, all of the songs, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 you know, even if it's a, a movie you don't particularly like, you're like, Oh, pretty. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's one. Another one was, um, I knew again, because it was an off season that they were, uh, that the evening, uh, so the evening show, I can't remember what they call it at Disneyland, but that, Oh, it's, uh, uh, some, I can't remember it right now, but it was, we'll show that I phantasm something. I can't remember Phantasmic? it. Right. Yeah. I really, really, really wanted to see it because, um, they, you know, it has a full time, a full size Maleficent dragon and stuff, but it was, uh, that show was out, uh, for, for another week. So I didn't get to see it and you know, I was sad, but it's okay. But that does mean that I was not expecting what I did just sort of stumble across one day randomly. Uh, it was the first day I was in the park and I was, you know, walking from one side to another and doop, 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 doop. And all of a sudden all the lights in the park go out and on main street, they just start projecting film and this loud dance music starts playing, blaring this like, you know, come on, everybody get your ears on. Celebrate. You know, it was just a big party and everybody, you know, all the employees start dancing and you're like, what the fuck? And then, then uh, like everybody wants to be a cat starts playing. And I'm just like, what is going on? This is amazing. Um, the next night I, I was, uh, I was buying gifts for people. And was so I was in Main Street when they were like, and remember, the Get Your Ears dance party is starting in 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, so they do announce it if you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. But if you're just wandering through, all of a sudden you just get this, holy crap. Yeah. And so, you know, this time when I watched it, I was, you know, actually on Main Street. And like when they play Let It Go, like snow starts like blowing through Main Street. And it's this magical experience. But when I first saw it, I was you know, way farther into the park. Um, in fact, I was right up by the, 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 the Walt and Mickey statue. So I was farther in uh, main street. And so I didn't get all of those effects. I just was like, there's lasers on the Matterhorn. They're playing this over there. And it was, it was crazy and it was amazing. And you can catch that on, uh, on, on YouTube as well. And I, I recommend it cause it's fun. Totally. Uh, I think it's, I think it's called the, it's like either the Mickey, dance party or the get your ears on dance party or I know it was dance party. Yeah. But, but they did, they sort of remixed a bunch of Disney songs to give it that sort of like oomst, oomst, oomst kind of beat. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and it was, it was a party. It was great. That's one so of those, those incredible shows they do. Yeah. And so that, that was amazing because again, I didn't know what was coming up. Uh, you know, and then there are pretty much, there's not a ride that couldn't be on, uh, on the the honorable mentions uh except for one which i will save for 
a, a negative uh, podcast, but Ooh. that's not this experience. That's right. We're being positive today. My only um, uh, honorable mention was Mickey Cookies, and that's exactly what it sounds like. They're overpriced. They're not that glorious, but we love them. And as soon as we get there, we always walk right in to the little candy shop on Main Street, and we buy motherfucking Mickey Cookies. Nice. And I remember one of these dudes at work was taking his daughter, and I said, make sure you go for Mickey Cookies. And he came back, and I was like, how are the cookies? He's like, well, I was a bit disappointed in you, to be honest. They're just cookies. I'm like, well, what what, what did you expect them to be when I said try a Mickey cookie, man? Yeah. Like, I don't, it's a chocolate chip cookie in the shape of a Mickey. What were you expecting? Yep. But that's my, I, I, I love it. The parks are amazing. Next time we do this, we'll talk maybe some negative experiences because I got some of those motherfuckers too. Yeah. But, I, I, I got some, uh, one day when I went to the park, I discovered that the, uh, my hotel coffee, I guess was too acidic. And so, uh, I was, I was feeling, I wasn't sure if I was getting motion sick on the rides. I was like, that's never happened before, Mm. but I just had this like sort of like queasy feeling that I wasn't sure what to do about. And so I was like, okay, well I'm going to get myself a Sprite to see if that settles my stomach and I'll get some food. And I was in the new Orleans area. So I got some, uh, Mickey beignets. Um, now this is a joke for people that I have no idea if they're listening or not. Um, a friend of mine by the name of Blake Northern, uh, who I absolutely adore, uh, cannot say beignet. <laughs> um, there was one day where he was trying to uh, talk about beignets and he kept going like, <laughs> I was like no, it's beignet. It's not that hard. Just the name Ben followed by the word. Yay. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and so oh, then Blake. he, he got frustrated and just yelled crepe. Um, so I got some Mickey beignets and sent that picture to Blake and was like, great. And so that was a lot of fun too. But yeah, again, they're just beignets that are shaped like a Mickey and they're amazing. And they settled, which was, but that's what puts a happy ending on there. But yeah, so I get it. Sometimes, sometimes the, the, the three circles is all you really need to make something magical. Absolutely. And there's no better way to round the, to wind down than with that beautiful summary, my friend, uh, Unbelievable. Look what you did. You even greased us right into a nice ending. You're a professional. So are you, are you done then? You, you did all your five. Yeah. Oh, cause I was going to try not to do my, cause I still have my, my last one that I was going to try not to do necessarily as last because I feel like it doesn't deserve to be last, but I'll still throw it out there. Okay. One more mention then an honorable mention. Well, I, this is, was, this was my fifth on my list. I just okay. somehow did manage to skip it. Okay. Um, and I will tell the story quickly cause there's not much to it. Um, I was on a ride at California adventure called midway mania. Yeah. Which is a toy story shooting ride. Not to be confused with the one that's in, uh, the Disney park that's called like Woody's shoot 'em up or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, midway mania is a better ride. And, uh, it's a 3d shooter where you, where you don't have to like the guns not attached. You don't have to do the weird pop gun thing. You actually have a laser gun that you can hold and point. And, uh, so the way you, it is a double sided, uh, car. Uh, I was by myself, so I had one side to myself, and a family took the other side. It was a, a mom, dad, a small child. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you. I've sent you the story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, uh, the family. Now, if, if anything like this was in danger of happening, I think that a decent parent. Yes, I'm judging you, parents. Would have said something along the I, this the I the I the the the, the pathway of our kid's very excited. This is very important to her or something like that. Could have said something to me. 
but it's a video game basically. And they tell me immediately that the, you know, the, the, the hard targets are worth more points and things like that. And I'm just, I'm just playing. It's just a ride to me. Mm-hmm. But of course I go for the high point, uh, high scoring and I'm, you know, boom, boom, boom rides over. Anyway, I had a great time. Um, the, my score was, I don't know. It was high, but it wasn't insane. Um, but it was way higher than the side with the little kid. <laughs> and, uh, I guess this little kid, uh, it was either overstimulated or spoiled. Um, but it's, I guess used to getting their way. And so my score was way higher than theirs. And the child threw a tantrum, <laughs> like fell on the floor, like crying, screaming, had a tantrum until she vomited. <laughs> right there on the floor and <laughs> it's possible in a different world that that could be eligible for, uh, am I an asshole? I'm going to say right now I wasn't definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I already voted no, <laughs> but it gave me so much joy <laughs> to have ridden a ride and upset a kid to the point of where she vomited. That's amazing. It's like in, um, in Clerks 2, when he's like, I made fun of Lord of the Rings so hard, some nerd puked. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. I'm glad that you, I think you sent something to me like, I did, however, just just batter a family so badly on this game that the kid cried until she puked. And I was like, you're my hero. Yeah, she it was just one of those, she was screaming and screaming and screaming. You can hear like the spit building up in her throat and then just puke. That. <laughs> <laughs> ah, stupid little kid. That's a horrible thing to end on, but that was my fifth. I love uh, it. I, I, I got distracted and I, I didn't mean to do honorable mentions before that, but anyway, here we go. That those are my five. And, uh, so it's not as beautiful a segue as you were trying to, uh, to give me credit for earlier, but there we go. Hey, with the magic of post-production, it might just be my friend. Um, <laughs> That's my buddy. I want to thank you for joining me. It's wonderful to talk to you again. Um, and, um, you know, it's uh, wonderful. We got to talk about Disney park nerdum as well. Cause just Johnny didn't want to be here for this. Well, and more power to him. If he, if this is not his thing and he didn't have anything really to add, uh, I, I respect him for, uh, for realizing that this was not his thing. And yeah. I hope he's having a glorious evening. Cause we all remember the Christmas special, the first one. <laughs> Poor guy. Lordy, he Lordy. He sure I did. didn't realize he was getting sandbagged, but who did he get? Oh sandbagged? boy. I didn't know either, but now good Lordy. Anyway, he's still on the defensive about that. Anything podcast related folks. Cause he still kind of thinks I threw him under the bus, which I'm liable to do, but I didn't in that case. Anyway, he has been, uh, you can listen to JJ at Mars needs podcast who just made their return. Um, so make sure I make sure you go back to the back episodes too. It's there's a, he's a long running show just like myself. Um, and there's some great stuff there. So, uh, definitely yeah. check them out. You've been going for 10 years. We've been going for about 11, although we took a year off. So. But you've also taken some time off. I think I took like three years off at one point, didn't I? Anyway. A lot more episodes than you. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot more. Uh, you had a streak for a while where you didn't miss a week. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll kind of address that. Uh, I think, uh, well, uh, excuse me, kayfabe. I have addressed that more than likely in the new episode. That's right. Yeah, it's been addressed. So we all know why. But what I mean is it's just a long history of episodes. Uh, and I've always been a listener. So I hope my listeners will now join you as well. Um, and maybe you could even like double your listenership exponentially, you know, cause I'm sure we both have, where's my echo effect. We both have huge numbers. Uh, so I want to thank you everyone for listening. Thanks to JJ for joining us. 
Um, and by the way, you can find us at the website of Doom. It is Mars Needs Podcast, where you can find us uh, on iTunes. And I think I will probably work harder to get to other podcasting apps. I just never. Yeah, I mean, if you submit the thing through the company we both use, I think they'll do it for you. Um, yeah. But anyway, folks, it's been real. Check him out. Uh, so I've been JJ Hawkins. And I've been Matt Lees. We did it kind of right. Well played, my friend. All right. That just shows that you're a listener. Thanks, everybody. Follow us at Legend Podcast. Check out the IHOP network if you want. And uh, we'll see you next time. Please get the fuck off my podcast. place on fucking earth right